Hello, everybody. I'm Dell Shores. And I'm Emerson Collins, and you're watching The Dell and Emerson Show. Straight talk. Real gay. Couldn't even hold I'm that pose. Couldn't hold that pose. Be like, <laughs> I know. It's been a while since I had to be masculine for an extended no. period. Aren't, aren't we glad that we don't have to butch it up on a daily oh. basis? Oh, my oh, God. Just my, my entire collegiate experience. So... So hey hey, what you do? How y'all doing? Uh, how you doing, Emerson Collins? What's going on, bro? Uh, you know, you know, uh, you know, I just getting in touch with my feelings a little bit. I gotta be honest. You know, yesterday wasn't the greatest day I've had, but today's feeling better. I feel like we're into the humdrum holiday. We're just gonna be up and down and all over the place. You know what, man? That's okay. I I hear you. I hear you. You're preaching to the choir. I I was down yesterday too, and I taught yesterday. So I was trying to be, first of all, I'm just, you know, I'm getting old. I'm getting, I, I, and, and I don't always feel it. I don't always feel it until I have to go to a doctor that kills me. And I'm having these new treatments on my shoulders because I have bone on bone on both of my shoulders. I'm pausing a moment for sympathy. And, uh -huh. and so they got these new shots that are like, you know, putting collagen in your face that put, filler between the bones but they have to put a needle in and do this all this stuff and emerson it was five minutes of excruciating pain and so oh, that wears you out even though it's a brief yeah. period then uh, all day long i was whoo so okay. I'm, feeling, I'm feeling better today head -wise. You just gotta just gotta breathe and push out i know it's, it's exactly right oh those needles, I can't. Ooh, that's, I mean, I know it's good. I'm glad that there's a thing for long, you, but man. Long one, long I, needle. Well, it beats having it replaced. It'll give me, they say it'll give me at least another six months to a year before I have to have another uh, thing. So anyway, enough of my medical stuff. Uh, next time we talk about movements. I know, and or talk about the weather. Those are the yeah. only things left. Hey, everybody, welcome. I don't know what happened today, but we jumped up over like 140 viewers for a minute, which, y'all, that's a lot for live at the beginning of the show for us. So, hey, everybody, welcome. What we do here is the LGBTQ news and nonsense and basically whatever's on our mind. But thank you for joining us, whether you're on Facebook or on YouTube or on Periscope, on Twitter, say hello, share the broadcast, invite your friends around as we get on into various things we're talking about. I mean, Lord, it's a regular... Do not treat us like a dirty little secret, please. That's right. I don't want to be a, like a mistress, a Baptist mistress. I want to be a French mistress that gets like an apartment and invited to the holidays. Yeah, I wish. I, I think I think that ship has sailed for me, but I wouldn't mind being that guy who was just kept. Just, oh, yeah. just here's your Cadillac, Gail. Here's your. Oh, I don't want a Cadillac. I wanted a Porsche. Oh. oh. Okay. Just throwing a sugar baby tantrum. Ken wants to set. Look at Dell's decorations today, y'all. Little trailer house, a fancy new candle, very festive. Oh, that candle came okay. for my birthday, so I'm I I'm, I'm I light it. I light it for y'all, and I will show you the rest of my house. I'll show it on Friday, though. They ought to a tour. Well, one of the dogs threw up on the couch and I just don't want to, the, the, the couch cushion is in the dryer right now. So I just don't want to show you my living room unmade, but it's very festively decorated. Um, speaking of, and speaking of decorations, Melania did got her work done, you know, despite not giving a fuck about Christmas. She did it. 
Oh, I bet that was an effort. I bet she ranted the whole time having to do it. Just having. I also love that, like, you know, she didn't do anything. She just like pointed at some pictures and then other people spent the last six months. But a number of people commented that these look sort of like urns. (laughs) <laughs> they do look a little like urns. She just did the walkthrough, Emerson. She did the walkthrough. I mean, honestly, I get it. I See, that's the where I'd be the difference. If I were the first husband, I would be so in on the Christmas decorations. They would be like, can you please go do something else? Emerson, I hate to burst your bubble of first husband fantasies, but I don't envision Blake MacGyver becoming president. I don't know why. That feel- is not the point here. I, well, I just feel like it, you might want to be, you know, might want to be Chastin Buttigieg. Um, oh no, 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 no! I'm glad you felt the need to poke that hole in my fantasy. That's real. It just, just killing my dreams. Just oh, making it out. yesterday, so I apologize. Uh, Doug said he wrote on the bathroom wall about us that could drag in at least 1.3 people. Right, Look, thank you. I'm, I'm open to advertisements anywhere. Did, did, did you tell him we talk dirty a lot on our show? Is that what you no, said? Doug, come on in. Uh, there's a cold funeral funer- funerary quality to her and her decorating. Well, uh, you know, it is sort of like the death of um, the Trump presidency upcoming, yeah. coming soon. Not as, not as horror as last year. Is everybody else decorated? We did all of ours day after Thanksgiving. Is everybody else, are you starting today? Cause it's December. I finished today, Emerson, I'm done. I'm gonna do, uh, go look at my Instagram later on tonight when it gets dark, I'm gonna take you, I'm gonna take on a tour, a tour. I'm gonna, oh. I'm gonna get that couch cushion throw up off and, uh, do, oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, yeah, uh, commenting uh, from the other room. Hey, uh, uh, Blake, I'll make the list after the show. I don't have time right now. It's gonna roll down like one of those those Christmas Santa naughty and nice lists where the names it just keeps going on and on through the floor. It's just me like rolling into the the street. Leanne said we didn't envision Trump as president either, so Blake stands a chance. That's I'm just no. saying. That's a the bar <laughs> has been put on the floor because, you know, it used to be aspirational, right? As a kid, you'd talk about, they might grow up to be president. Now, who doesn't that apply to? Um, yeah. Like, I mean, who who can't believe that they could be after that? Maybe. Well, I don't know. A couple of people. William said, husband is Jewish. I'm an atheist. No holiday decor. Do y'all put up like, fur, you know, just like winter greens and it, you know, just change the winter decor because you know are like seasonal. We I, did like fall festive flowers for Thanksgiving. Well, I hang on, keep talking, Emerson. I want to show you something. I'm a, I, I'm an atheist, not an atheist. I kind of. I can't like, keep talking if you wander off yelling in the background. Put in like wandering around the house. Erica said we don't start until after today due to a fire 32 years ago today. I love that you said keep talking and you didn't stop talking at any point in the wall. Okay. Oh, so, so, so Susan Leslie sent me these last year. And so I use them, I use them to decor and I'm agnostic. So it's all right. It's okay. Yeah. So I'm well, it's, yes. It's look, you know, Christmas can be as secular, as religious, as wherever along the spectrum you choose to personally celebrate in spite of the fact that who was it? We did the, the, the naughty and nice list based on marketers forgetting the reason for the season. 
Oh yes, that was, I like that story. All right, y'all, well, it, there's lots going on. It's a big old day, a whole bunch of things to get into uh, as we go along. It's Giving Tuesday. Now, did you make your donations today? I did, indeed, I did. Um, you know, I, su I support a lot of things during the year. I support a lot of theaters and I did give to some theaters uh, and I, um, I give to HRC regularly. I give to the Matthew Shepard Foundation, but today I gave to the Trevor Project. They had a triple thing going. And then uh, every year I'm uh, an elf for uh, Toys for Needy Children and meaning that I give money to uh, help this uh, APLA does a toy box for needy children. And so this year, because of COVID, uh, they gave a list and I went on and I shopped and it was, uh, it was, felt, felt good. What'd you do? I love that. Same, I, you know, I, and it's also World AIDS Day. We'll talk about that a little bit more in a minute. So I combined those two things today and I also gave to APLA because they do full spectrum HIV AIDS work from education to testing, to policy, to healthcare, to helping people living with HIV, uh, full spectrum support of the HIV and AIDS community. And then I also gave to the LA LGBT Center because they were doing a triple match today. And mm -hmm. I don't have a lot of money, but my money went three times as far because of other people supporting, because they support our community. And of course, people with living with HIV are in that. And I've personally benefited from them this year. My new doctor, thanks to the Affordable Care Act and the LGBT Center being on my health plan, my new doctor that helped with my mental health, that gave me my pills. So that was my support. We put all three of their uh, websites down at the bottom, but also I hope that you Pick organizations that are in your community that support things that are priorities for you. Because in the pandemic this year, you know, nonprofits in our culture fill in so many gaps between providing services, providing supports that communities don't or the governments don't uh, for people in that fall through various cracks. And they can't, they haven't been able to have any of their events this year. You know, those big dinners and fundraisers that are the big thing. So those organizations and the people who benefit from them are in even more need this holiday season than they have been in past ones. Uh, so find one um, and give yeah. a little bit today. Absolutely, absolutely. John said, I gave to my local community theaters. Yeah, love absolutely. that. I love that. Thank you for that, John. Um, I will say it's a little, I feel like it's backwards, right? Giving Tuesday, we have Black Friday, Small Business Saturday, Cyber Monday, and then Giving Tuesday, Giving should be first, because otherwise you like shop through all three of those days yeah. and go, oops, spend all my money. You know, it's like you're tapped. That's like, that a fun, I love that word. I'm tapped, y'all. I'm just tapped out. I'm tapped, tapped out. out. Tapped out. I, I just, I, everybody, everybody just, uh, you know, they just hit me up. I get I get 100 million emails every day for, for money. I yeah. also gave to, um, to uh, Reverend, um, what's his name? Uh, the Georgia War, War, Warnock. Raphael Warnock. Yeah, I gave to yeah. him today. So and I tweeted for him. Uh, so. so yeah. So if you've got something to give, do. And if you don't have anything to give, don't feel bad about that. That is, you know, this is meant for all of us that have a little something we can spare. Um, and if you can't and you are just keeping your head above water, that is just fine too. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, we'll get on to the news. Shall we? Okay, yeah. well today, big, big news, big news. Elliot Page, uh, the Oscar nominated star of Juno, and the Umbrella Academy came out as trans today. Uh, he wrote in a message shared this morning on Instagram, I feel overwhelmingly, I, uh, overwhelming gratitude for the incredible people who have supported me along this journey. I can't believe 
I can't begin to express how remarkable it feels to finally love who I am enough to pursue my authentic self. I've been endlessly inspired by so many in the trans community. Uh, he also said, my joy is real, but it is also fragile. I'm scared of the invasiveness, the hate, the jokes, and the violence. He talked about how at least 40 trans people have been murdered this year and said, through the political leaders who work to criminalize trans health care and deny our right to exist, and to all of those with a massive platform who continue to spew hostility towards the trans community, you have blood on your hands. You unleash a fury of vile and demeaning rage that lands on the shoulders of the trans community, a community in which 40% of trans adults report attempting suicide. He closed it out saying, I love that I am trans and I love that I am queer. And the more I hold myself close and embrace who I am, the more I dream, the more my heart grows and the more I thrive. And he made a promise to the trans community saying, I see you, I love you, and I will do everything I can to change this world for the better. So. I mean, it was just amazing. You know, he, he, of course he articulated it brilliantly because he's been such an activist for so long you think about you know the entire series he did with vice about exploring our community around the world in different aspects and and how engaged he's been and used his platform for so long in addition to being an actor um so it was also amazing to see the overwhelming outpouring of love and support for him today and then him using that opportunity to talk to politicians to talk about the stats of uh trans women of color and and to be aware that with all the, all these eyes looking at him, there's so much he can do in that space. So just amazing and all the applause. On and the, and on the one of our most gifted actors, I am uh, always blown away by his work. So I'm very excited to see what's next. Yeah. Uh, after coming out trans, what's next in, in that body of work? Because I know there will be more in the body of work. Oh yeah, well, and I love the Umbrella Academy that he's doing right now. So that's been a fantastic series. Uh, for me personally. Um, all right, it is also in this long list of things. Today is World AIDS Day, December the 1st. It was founded in 1988. It was the first ever World Health Day designed to unite in the fight against HIV and show support for people living with HIV and commemorate those who have died from AIDS-related illnesses. And today, wanted to share a story uh, of accomplishment. According to HIV Plus Mag, the Aptima HIV-1 Quant DX assay, I know, it's a mouthful, already approved for viral load monitoring has now received FDA approval for initial HIV diagnosis. Now, what this means is it's the first product given approval for both things. So it can test for HIV and test the viral load. And that's really important in being able to do those things at once because uh, one of the officers at Hologic that made it said it's exciting new claim for our highly sensitive and reliable HIV test because it has the potential to improve patient care. A simultaneous viral load measurement with diagnosis will allow healthcare providers to guide treatment choices for patients to begin therapy immediately. So that's a big key, right? Immediately getting a hold of the viral load because beginning treatment soon after diagnosis maintains the health of people living with HIV, helping get their viral load to an undetectable level. And of course, we all know undetectable means untransmissible. And being able to diagnose HIV and detect viral load at the same time will help doctors make decisions on treatment more quickly. And then also today, I wanted to share the AIDSmemorial.org, you know, that does the big, uh, the AIDS quilt 
uh, because of the pandemic, uh, they did a viral quilt, an online quilt this year. So if you go to aidsmemorial.org, you can see all the different organizations that sponsored the quilt online this year. And you can actually click through a bunch of the uh, quilt panels, which I thought was an amazing continuation of sharing those stories and of course the education that they do along with it. Awesome. Yes. And we have the Biden-Harris transition team announced Sunday night that on all female communication staff, it will be led by Jennifer uh, Saki as press secretary. The team will include two lesbians as Kareen Jean, uh, is it Pierre? Jean-Pierre. Jean-Pierre will serve as the deputy press secretary and uh, I, the, I'm, I'm so horrible with these. Pilly Tobar will serve as Deputy White uh, House Communications Director. We've talked with Jean-Pierre before, or talked about her, and Tobar was Communications Director for Coalitions for the Biden campaign. Previously, she was a Deputy Director for America's Voice, advocating on behalf of immigrants, and she also worked as National Director of Hispanic Media and Western Regional Press Secretary for the Democratic National Committee. Uh, and in other representation news, Biden has named Carlos Elizondo, an out gay man, as his incoming White House Social Secretary, Texas-born Elizondo, will become the first openly gay and first Latino person to serve in the role. Elizondo served as a Social Secretary for Biden and incoming First Lady Dr. Jill Biden during their years in the Obama administration. So that's kind of wonderful. Yes, well, and exciting that all of these extremely qualified people that also, you know, increase representation and visibility. There's trolley types who think, you know, what, you're checking boxes, but it's not. It's realizing that there are qualified people that represent vast different viewpoints and experiences and aspects of our American society and culture. And seeing the Biden-Harris team put so much, such a broad array of qualified people in so many positions effortlessly just shows how much attention they're paying to who is doing what, where, and what they're qualified to do. Well, and also keeping, keeping a promise, saying early on, I am my administration is going to look like this world. This yeah. USFA that we are in, it, that's what it is going to look like, and it does. So, yes. and I, yeah, Ken said they're going to have some killer dinner parties in the White House. Absolutely, as opposed to the ones they're having in the White House right now, which are literally killer dinner parties. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, that was good, Emerson. I like once that. in a while. Yeah. I read somewhere today that they're having like eight Christmas functions at the White House. Sure, because whatever. Good, thin that herd. Including um, like a ball of some sort. Anyway, we're not, I told y'all, not wasting I'm time. I'm staying home. I am fucking staying home because I'm scared of it. So I'm staying yes. home. Okay. Yes. Um, and Friday, because Friday was just our meet and greet and hangout show, I wanted to share this fun story about the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade because they had their first LGBTQ marching band participate with a performance from the lesbian and gay Big Apple Corps. Artistic director Marita Begley called this performance the mountaintop for them. She said they applied a few years, but they weren't big enough as a marching band. Um, but with the pandemic, the parade organizers only selected local bands from the tri-state area, so they made the cut. Y'all, they have been in existence since 1979, 41 years, as mm. the first LGBTQ band in New York and only the third in the U.S. They now have over 250 members. And to get ready for this, with 80 plus members at the height of the pandemic, they practiced in a parking lot in Newark on the weekends 
And the closest bathroom was half an hour away. They wanted to be oh. safe and distant. So you had to like pee before practice and hold it. And then in the parade, they did Dancing Queen and they wrote a uh, really lovely tribute to their former members and all of that through the years. And I just loved it. You know, I was in the marching band. Yeah, I was too. I what did you drum. play? I forget. I was, I was percussion. Percussion. I did not and, know that. And, and Tiffany, uh, yeah, during the, uh, you know, during- uh, During the year. But in the marching yeah. band, which one did you play? Snare? I, you know, very, snare sometimes. And then uh, I, 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 we had we had to rotate. So uh -huh. every now and then I did the cymbals. I mean, uh -huh. you know, which was, um, that was always the lower end of the percussion. So but not as uh, exciting. No. I played the French horn. And as freshmen, we didn't get mellophones, which are the marching French horns. There weren't enough. So as freshmen, we had to march with an actual French horn, which y'all know. You know, you hold it like this and one hand is up the French horn's butt. Um, but to march with it, you have to hold it in the air. And when I tell you that this tricep to this day, it's tiny, but it's still a little bit bigger than this one. And it's from carrying that French horn in the 105 degree heat on the Texas asphalt in marching band season. Boy, we, we did it. It was fun, though. I I, I liked the, uh, the triangle. I played the triangle every now and then. Then during, you know, not during marching season, but during the concert season. Um, yeah. But I like playing this big old boom, 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 boom. <laughs> and you had yeah. to change the, change the note with your foot. Yeah. Of course. I loved marching band, although the great comedy of that is that I went to every football game for my freshman and sophomore year of high school in Houston, playing in the marching band and had no idea what was happening on the field. I, we never, I, I just talked to the girls. I talked not to the one. twirlers. I just talked to, yeah. I uh, did not learn what first and 10 meant until I was 20 years old watching a roommate play a video game. Well, I knew that. I wasn't. I that. did not. I mean, literally nothing. I was far I, more interested in what the color guard and drill team were doing. I played football my freshman year. I mean, it was just humiliating beyond belief. But I, so I had to learn a few things. In Texas and middle, our middle school, like your sixth or seventh grade PE, I think sixth grade, they teach you to play football, like flag football, but you could opt out. And my ass definitely walked over with like 10 other boys and all the girls to play kickball instead of learning football. Nope, not interested. Yeah, when I got to Baylor, when, you know, those PE classes, I took roller skating and bowling twice. <laughs> I took ballet. I, I took. Oh, you did. I didn't. Yes. I didn't. Re, I don't remember that being an option, but I wouldn't have taken it. I couldn't have done that. When I tell you, I took beginning and intermediate ballet at the same time because I wanted to learn it for theater. And but it, what it was was it was an easy class for all those girls that did ballet their whole life. So on Mondays it was like first position and tendu, and then on on the intermediate class it was like potty beret across the floor and jump and split. And it, like I would leave ballet crying and all these girls were like doo, 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 doo. everybody in here played an instrument by the way john played the clarinet john played the tuba the tuba oh my god john that's a that's a that's a load that's a big old load jig played the trumpet and the baritone yeah i the trumpet i love the trumpet the hot boys played the trumpet um and <laughs> they, they were the trumpet players in ours too they were kind of the rock stars it was like the head of the drum line and the and the first chair trumpet were like the two. I still remember his name, Lee. The the first chair trumpet when I was a freshman, he was just so hot. 
And ours was Awi Flores, and he married my oh. good friend Olinda, who refused oh. her name and something. Uh, oh, yeah, written Olinda. So, all right. Well, shall we? Shall we continue? Yeah. I like this story because it's humiliating. Uh, Francis Cogelia is a school board trustee for the Hackensack Public School Board in New Jersey. In 2019, after New Jersey passed a law to include LGBTQ history, she wrote in a series of emails that said. I find it repugnant that someone's sexual preference have anything to do with their contributions or achievements in society. Everywhere I turn, this alternate lifestyle narrative is being shoved down, and she misspelled down, done our children's throats. Where does it end? We have a large percentage of kids who cannot read or do math at their grade level, and our government thinks we should be wasting valuable instruction time on this nonsense. I am disgusted and appalled. I fear that we are headed. So I, I fear where we are headed as a nation. Now, her comments were condemned by both New Jersey senators and nearly two dozen community leaders and groups via an open letter by advocate uh, uh, group Garden State Equality. Well, last Monday, during a public comment section of the board's meeting broadcast live on Zoom, Kajelia didn't realize she had left her laptop on, the camera on, when she took it into her bathroom to take a dump. At least 150 viewers, <laughs> including students, watch her shit. No one immediately said anything when she returned from the bathroom. Bylaws dictated that she couldn't be removed from the meeting, but board vice president Scott James Vickery condemned her when she returned by feeling Cogelia that uh, you need to go. We're we're here trying to get work done while you're sitting on the toilet. I have a feeling he was gay. I just have a feeling that he might have now been let's gay. not speculate. <laughs> I just I I the, the line reading sounds that way. Cogelia's resignation That's because you're the one reading it. That's true. That is true. It's my perception and my wish, my wish, because it's a positive thing for me. Uh, it's like retaliation. You said all that shit about us. <laughs> Cogelia's resignation was received by the board president the, by the end of the day. Oh, good riddance. Good riddance to you, Francis. Bye. Bye. Now, I did not see where it said she shit. Well, did you I, shit with that? Is no, that what it okay. said other places? It did. It said she took it said she took a dump on uh, I believe Queerty actually said it. Uh so maybe they were, you know, uh prophesying a little bit. I don't know. <laughs> and my favorite part is that when she came back, no one said anything. Like he wouldn't waited. It, wouldn't it have been funny if she it was a struggle? Mm. Mm. <laughs> like she's a little wait, what oh my grandmother used to call bound up. You little bound, bound up. up. Isn't that, do you have family members? Family I've heard that. Oh, she's, she, oh, they, but they whispered it. She's yeah. bound up. He's a little bound up. We need to get some prune juice or something. Yeah. You know, you get some, you get a cantaloupe or some honeydew. That'll loosen, that'll loosen you right Is up. That, I didn't know that. I didn't know uh, that watery, about honey. Watery fruits. Because like, they can also Are make all fruits it. watery? What's fruits not watery? Banana. <laughs> okay. That wasn't hard. You don't like bananas, though, do you? I love bananas. 
Oh, it's Matt Hayes that doesn't like bananas. I knew it was someone close to me. He doesn't like bananas. Um, no, he I, likes just, bananas. Someone else. But also, wait, but, but back to that story for a second. I love that they also couldn't kick her out of the meeting because by the bylaws, as a board member, she had to be present. So they couldn't just like kick her out and keep going. Or couldn't they? I mean, okay. There is a feature that I would, I think would not have broken those bylaws that just as the host, you can hit on Zoom, hide view. You, you're not kicking them out. They're still hearing everything, but at least you're not seeing them take a shit. Uh, but I think they, they wanted, they liked it. They thought that that was, no, they, they, they had it in for her. They, she was not popular. No, Let's face it. Not. They wanted, she she had one and gone. I was going to, it happened to somebody back in March. And this is one of those things where I would just feel all the bad in the world for like a regular person. Cause Lord knows all the technology we've all learned, but like, you've been a bigot, ma'am. Laugh yeah, at your brain. Um, all right. Well, in serious news, y'all, we've been paying a lot of attention also to what's happening at the Supreme Court, right? With this new super uh, majority of conservatives and the cases that will come before them. And last week, Indiana's attorney general appealed a Seventh Circuit Court decision hoping to regain the right of states to deny same-sex spouses the right to both be recognized as parents on birth certificates. Mark Joseph Stern is one of my favorite uh, Supreme Court followers at Slate. He wrote a big outline because there's some twists and turns to this. I hope this will make sense. First, this issue has been settled by the Supreme Court it, to, to at least twice. Um, an Arkansas Supreme Court kept a birth mother's wife off the birth certificate. SCOTUS reversed it without even hearing arguments. In 2017, the court ruled that states must issue birth certificates on equal terms to same-sex and opposite-sex couples. So if a birth mother's husband is a parent without biological connection, so is a birth mother's wife. Follow? So we get to this current case, Box v. Henderson. Eight married lesbian couples are now all in it together. They all used sperm donors and want their wives to be listed as parents on the birth certificate, just like an opposite-sex couple that used a sperm donor uh, or a surrogate would have, right? Now, what's strange is they heard this case in the Seventh Circuit in 2017. A three-judge panel of conservative Republican appointee judges, usually decisions come out three to six months after it's heard. They waited over 32 months until January of this year to all agree that a Burgefell requires that these couples be treated equally. That sounds good, except they are teeing it up for this conservative Supreme Court because in 2017, Indiana would have given up knowing that SCOTUS would likely dismiss it and say, you can't be bigots, stop it. With a much more conservative court, the case will be considered by this new made up Supreme Court at the judge's December 11th conference. So this is a really big deal and one of the potential first steps to chipping away at the universal equality of Burgerfell established. If this court says you have to treat opposite sex couples uh, presumption of fatherhood differently than same sex couples presumption of motherhood, this is one of the opportunities for them uh, to address that. And Rusty asks, and what can we, what do we do? Honestly, the terrifying- I'm back in wait right now. Is there isn't. There isn't much we can do. The court will make the decision it makes. We can push legislation to counter court decisions. You know, you can pass a law that addresses something brought up by the Supreme Court, uh, but they sat on it and waited and found a much more 
likely opportunity to get it overturned. So there's going to be a lot of frustration watching this new court with its new makeup, and we'll just keep sharing them so we're aware. But there is an element of like, hey, here's the story. But also, fuck, it's it's hard to know what to do as we well. Watch. And and you know it's going to go back to if if it unravels, it's going to go back to what at one point uh, gay couples were having to do. I remember when my friends uh, in Texas, you, you know them, who had the, had twins. I remember at Texas at the time that they had their twins, uh, even though one, uh, you know, they used each one of their sperm and same surrogate, same so same birth mother, but uh, and and same egg donor but two different sperms, but one of them had to adopt. And so that's how they went around it. One yeah. of them had to be on the birth certificate as the dad. And, but I do believe that that's been changed, of course, since well, then because the, of yeah, Obergefell. Obergefell made it so you don't have to do that. This would flip it back to that. And it's four or $5,000 even more in some places just to get all the paperwork done, which of right. course demonstrates the inequality of that treatment. Absolutely. So we Absolutely. will keep uh, watching on the heels of that frustrating news, we've reached the midpoint of our show, which means it's commercial break time. If you enjoy what we bring you, the news, the nonsense, the important things and the frivolous, and you are sitting on the money after you've given to all the organizations you can think of today for Giving Tuesday, and you want a Giving Tuesday to us, you can send us a tip on Venmo, uh, at Emerson Collins, or on PayPal, Beard Collins Shores Productions at gmail.com. It's in the ticker Hello. A huge thank you to Michael Shanley and Noble and Allison Busby, who's already uh, giving Tuesday to us today. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. So, all right. Well, continuing on, one of my least favorite people in the whole world is back in the news uh, during the discussion of Donald Trump pardoning Michael Flynn, asshole Matt Gates, you know, you fucker from Florida. Uh, went on Fox News and said, President Trump should pardon Michael Flynn. He should pardon the Thanksgiving turkey. He should pardon everyone from himself to his administration officials to Joe Exotic if he has to. Because you see from the radical left, a bloodlust that will only be quenched if they come after the people who work so hard to animate the Trump administration with the policies and the vigor and the effectiveness that delivered for the American people. Because, you know, Joe Exotic did so much for the American people. He goes on to say, so I think that the president ought to wield that power effectively and robustly. Earlier this year, Joe Exotic sent a handwritten letter to the president uh, begging for a pardon. He said he's a Trump supporter. Back in April, uh, Trump said he would take a look at Exotic's case. Uh, and then Joe Exotic and his supporters are willing to try anything, y'all. They even tried a 1,350-mile road trip to Washington in a tour bus emblazoned uh -huh. with Exotic's face, which we don't need to see anymore. I'm sorry. Wow. An anonymous organizer recently told the New York Times that Exotic's representatives ran up $10,000 a tab at the recent visit to the Trump International Hotel in Washington to try to get the president's attention. However, Mark Hayes, a Navy, Navy veteran, contacted Pink News to say, I am one of the background investigators working for Eric Love, and I was the co-driver. I love that title. What do you do? I'm the co-driver uh, uh, for the bus, for the bus trip to Washington. I'm the co-driver. Uh, the information you have is incorrect. I am a member of the Tiger team, and we spent 
$14,445 USD at the Trump Hotel in Washington, D.C. Oh, all of you, just go fuck yourselves. All of them, from Joe Exotic, to all those people on the road trip to Matt Gates, all of them. Go fuck yourself. I mean, honestly, as several people have pointed out, you know, it's come out today that they're investigating a pay for pardon scheme at the White House. I hope it's Joe Exotic. I hope that it comes out that somebody is trying to buy a pardon from Donald Trump for Joe Exotic. I don't think that it that they've said who uh, the who they are suspected of it, but that I hope that that's what it is. They went to Trump Hotel and spent fifteen thousand dollars trying to get his attention. Fifteen thousand dollars would get my attention. I'm not going to lie. Wow. Fifteen thousand. So trying to pay for a pardon. That's maybe so, yeah, there's an investigation. I don't think they've said who or what. Um, I think Matt Gates. There's something that Matt Gates has done that he might get convicted of because you know he's had several DUIs. So maybe he's saying. And, and while you're at it, you know, yeah, in case there's something else, something for anything along the way. But they, fifteen thousand. What do you think they bought at the? Do you know how many hats that would be from the Trump Tower from the Trump Hotel gift shop? I mean, that's well, a lot I, of I mean, the room didn't they? The rooms or did, didn't they stay there or they or did they stay in the bus? I don't know. <laughs> I, I hope they slept on the bus and just kept ordering bottles of Dom Perignon. Uh, yeah, it says a $10,000 tab, but a tab could mean hotel room. So that would, that would go 14,000. Yes. Well, 10,000 is what they claimed. And then uh, someone else said in the, the, so guy how, from, want, the guy from Joe exotic said 14. Right. Like, that is, that is yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. I yeah. know the cold driver, the cold bus yeah. driver. I know. Yeah. I know. I read the story, but um, <laughs> Mark Hayes, his name's Mark Hayes. He did uh -huh. this. He's insulted. They sp we spent more. I we love that. More like, just so you know, it was more than that. I'm surprised he didn't have the sense because he said $14,445. And I 50 like, and 36, Yeah, I would say 36, but you 50 yep. was fine. Uh huh. Uh huh. Bless them. Um, all right, rolling on. Every year, the U.S. Postal Service runs Operation Santa. You may have heard of this, right? It's a program that allows people to adopt a family and provide gifts anonymously, answering letters. The post office receives addressed to Santa because they get thousands of them every year, you know, with nowhere to send them. So in a preview section, a Twitter user, Nancy Cruz Garcia, saw this one. I'm going to show you all uh, the little letter from Will. Uh from a boy named Will to Santa, and it said, Dear Santa, do you support the LGBTQ community? And if you can speak to God, can you tell him I love him? And if he loves me for being gay? Thank you, love, Will. Now, Nancy shared this saying, this letter to Santa broke my heart. Um, others obviously expressed concern for Will, for Will as well. Um, because there's, <laughs> there's just so much there. The... Um, Oh, hold on. And others oh, said it couldn't be real, that it was fake. Just gay. Uh, yeah. Just gay. Correct. Welcome. Um, and others <laughs> said it couldn't be real. Um, yes, now, they just, that was the whole yeah, comment. Yes. Real gay. Hi, gays. Hi, hi, gays. Hi, 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 Seth. I played Seth on Days of Our Lives years ago. He was the bartender. Now, he wasn't gay. But the gay guy played him. So maybe I could play you in your life story, Seth. The, um, but also some of them, some of the responses were really hard and horrifying. This said, no kid that is young enough to believe in Santa should think they are gay, straight or otherwise they should be kids. 
this is a parenting for letting their child be exposed to any of this information. They will probably tell them which college to go to and what to major in. You know, there was a lot of this like criticizing the parents or like this is somehow abusive. Or all um, no. cruises. Um, whether, you know, whether it's real or not, I, it's, I can also see like a, a, a very young child being very precocious and knowing to, to write LGBTQ. Uh, but either way, you know, the, I, there are too many kids who feel different, who are in homes or community or places where they do feel like revealing that part of themselves would receive rejection, um, wouldn't be loved as much. And it's just such a reminder that to me that the holidays are hard for so many in our community at, at all ages, you know, the, the rejection, the lack of acceptance, various things. Um, but I am planning, Operation Santa goes live uh, on Friday on the 4th, um, and I, Blake and I are planning to adopt a family. I think so many people are interested this year, it'll be interesting to see if it's one of those, like you can't get a family, but we're gonna try. And if you want to as well, you can go to uspsoperationsanta.com and you can read letters from last year to get yourself in the spirit. Oh, I wanna do it. I wanna adopt somebody. I wanna adopt a family. Yeah. Um, but I do not wanna adopt Starbucks barista, Betsy Freezy. Uh -oh. She's suing for religious discrimination, claiming she was fired by Starbucks for refusing to wear a Rainbow Pride Month T-shirt. She worked at New Jersey. New Jersey? Who thought that they were so homophobic, these New Jersey people? She worked at the uh, New Jersey Starbucks in 2019 and saw a box of Rainbow Pride shirts in her manager's office and asked her manager if she would have to wear one. She said, no, you don't. Uh, she says that she was later contacted by uh, Starbucks Ethics and Compliance Helpline about her refusable, her refusable, her refusal to wear the shirt. She told them that she didn't want to wear it because her religious beliefs prevented her from doing so. She got a letter saying she was fired because her comportment was not in compliance with Starbucks core values. The letter said that she was fired because when the T-shirts were handed out, she said that her co-workers needed Jesus. They need Jesus, she said. Her defense, well, all people need Jesus. Well, that's not true. That's not true, Betty. Betsy. What's her name? Betsy? Betsy? Betsy. Betsy. That's a good name. Uh, in her lawsuit, she says that she holds no uh, enmity towards individuals who ascribe to the LGBT lifestyle, but she was told her co-workers uh, what she thinks of LGBT. Uh, BT people up on specific inquiry. So they, I guess they said, do I need Jesus? She goes, you need Jesus. Uh, it's very specific. If, if someone says, what do you think about my lifestyle? She says, you need Jesus. Oh, you need Jesus. Yeah. They ask her, they ask her because that's what we do. We want to be judged. We want to be told you need Jesus. Um, so, um, she says that being forced to wear the shirt is a condition of employment would been tantamount, she's got a very nice vocabulary, by the way, to force speech and inaccurately show her advocacy for a lifestyle in direct contradiction to her religious beliefs. God created man and woman. That marriage is defined in the Bible as between one man and one woman only, and that any sexual activity which takes place outside of this context is contrary to her understanding of biblical teaching. It's just such a tired argument. A spokesperson for Starbucks told NBC News that she was not required to wear the shirt and that other than the green apron, she could wear whatever she wanted. 
I suspect there was more to this story than Betsy's letting us know. I think she was just a troublemaker and she I got something like, else. I feel like it's also unlikely that she waited to be asked for her opinion. I feel like chances are real good. She ran straight for Adam and Steve. Yeah. Adam and Eve. Adam and Steve. She just waited. The bigot burst forth at any opportunity. She's got that vocabulary. Maybe she could find another job. That attorney wrote that. That is from the okay. lawsuit. All right. She did not write that lawsuit herself. I feel like that is highly unlikely. That attorney well, spoke spoketh well on her behalf. Well, let's go to a contrasting story, please, Emerson. <laughs> Tommy said, well, I'm not a top fan. Well, maybe you're a bottom fan. You know, Tommy, a a I, I know why. I know why you're not a top fan. They say you'll get there. You have to comment a lot. It, it, it's something to do with the amount of time you comment on the page. So I'm so sorry, but I, I have just, nothing to do with Facebook. Just uh, keep writing a lot. Just uh, write. Okay. Just write. Question, Hi. How many people here have heard of the cock destroyers? Please tell me that you have seen these two women come across your social media life because it brings me such joy. Well, if you have not, uh, I want to share this new thing before. Uh, in 2018, Rebecca Moore and Sophie Anderson went viral in a delightful, hilarious, and joyfully sexual video that they shared on a break between gangbangs in which they declared, you know what we are? We're fucking cock destroyers. And I mean, it lit the internet on fire and they have become huge stars since. Well, with their newfound popularity, Sophie in an interview with Pink News said, it's also become their mission to empower others while spreading a message of inclusivity and sex positivity. And that's what they read like for me, just unabashedly joyfully sexual. And they're not calling everyone to be the way they are, but to not be ashamed of like talking and celebrating and being whatever kind of sexual it is in you to be. Rebecca says, we just want to embrace everybody and represent everybody in the queer community. With Sophie adding, we've been welcomed into the queer family with open arms and you can't ask for any more. So in that spirit, they have launched a new reality competition to find the next cock destroyer called Slag Wars. That's the big advertisement for the show. Um, it is produced uh, with men.com and co-hosted by Matthew Camp. And it brings together seven queer models, sex workers, and content creators of varying identity, orientation, and experience in the English countryside and puts them through a series of challenges. Sophie said, because we're in the sex and adult industry, we're judged. We wanted to put into the show that there's no judgment here. You're welcome, and we love you, and we want to give you a positive platform to show your talents and to go on from this show to even better things. It doesn't matter your gender, race, your sexuality. We're not here to judge. We're here to empower you to be exactly who you want to be. There's whipping, stripping, grinding, but also they have very important conversations about tokenism and fetishism and racism and trans violence. And both are hopeful that if nothing else, the show can bring a little light to people struggling through what has been a disaster of a year. Y'all, it is a full reality show, full 45 minute episodes. And the first episode is already live at slagwars.com. Well, I know what I'm watching tonight. <laughs> and I really do. I really do love them, and I love the message of you. Certainly, don't have to be as overt as they are, right? You don't have to be as overt as sex workers are. People that are online and working in that industry professionally, but there is an element of like laughing joyfully at the broad range of sexual spectrum and the fun to be had in exploring 
whatever your version is, whether it's the most vanilla missionary monogamous, uh, no sex before marriage adventure, or whether it's, you know, swinging from the rafters, trying anything and everything there is to try, that it all be okay, right? Like you don't have to say I'm a cop destroyer, but you can if you want. I'm excited. I love it. They're hilarious and delightful to me. So, all right. Well, um, you know, it's been a while since we've had a good mask rant. And, you know, I love a good mask rant. I love reading them. I love watching them. And a woman at the Citibank. And did you have something to say? Yeah, no, we had somebody. Uh, Toph is here. Uh, said, yay, thanks for the Slag Wars, love, gents. I'm a huge fan. I love that. Um, is, so is, 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 uh, you've got to ask a question. What? A part of it, or they just were? Was that somebody that was on the show? Maybe it sounds like you, they're part of it. I hope so. Um, yeah, Tove, are you involved or just enjoying the show as a fan, like we all are? Since you've asked, I obviously only know what you know. Because I will look for you. I will look for your talents. Okay. I know. Back, okay. Back to this mask rant. There's a woman in Citibank in Inglewood, New Jersey. God, what is it with New Jersey today? The big and week she, for the Garden State. Big, Sorry, big week. I think it. it I think it was you know Chris Christie having COVID. They just all said, "I'm woo." It's just like, uh, what you just no, keep no, doing just, these expressions. So um, I know. Well, uh, I, I, I tell that story, but I hey, Toph, don't go anywhere. Okay. All right. So anyway, so in the video, the woman appears to be wearing a bathrobe. Y'all have to watch this video too. You really must watch it. It makes all kinds of wild claims and empty threats. Now here's what she said. And I promise you with everything that I own, that I am not overacting here. And she says, I am now going to go to court to fight masks and you are not going to tell me what to do. Stand six feet away from me and do your social distancing. Give me your card. Give me your card with your name because this branch is going to hear your name. You're going to become famous. Do it now. Do it now. You work for me. I do not work for you. I've been a customer since 1990. You Were, were you born then? Shame on you. Shame on you. You're very lucky she's not here, your boss, because she knows me well. Yeah, you, you Count your days. Count your days, bully. This is giving you the right. This is, this is giving you the right to be a bully because you're brainwashed. I am a scientist. There is no corona. Don't make me wear your mask. Don't tell me you're trying to kill me. What happens if you have corona? Uh, did you just say that you're trying to kill me? I want to know because we're on camera. Did you just suggest to me to wear your mask? Give me, give me your name and your number now. You're done. You are done. And see. I mean, that was just excellent work. Did you see it, Emerson? Yeah. Oh my God. She, and I don't even know how she never paused. I don't know how she was saying, you know, did you just do this? Did you do this? Did you say I was going to have to wear it? And I love that she said there was a, she was a scientist and that there was no Corona. And then she said, are you trying to give me Corona? Right. So, well, I, mean, I think the implication was they must have offered her like one of their masks. Like if you don't have one, you can take mine. Yeah, they and have. Like, you just clean. try to give me your dirty mask. No. Mm -mm. Uh-uh. And, and, and she, God, don't go to the bank in a bathrobe. 
Also, if she's been going there for 30 years. Whoever it is that she knows at the bank also hates it when she comes in. Or died. I mean, <laughs> it could have not been. I mean, 30 years, this is a good chance that the one she's referring to is not there anymore. I feel like she <laughs> probably has seen her recently. I, I don't know like about that. A, I feel oh. like she's a by the oh, you, you feel, yeah, because she is so logical. She is so, that, that she would not even have the ability to pull some dead person that used to be the boss there. Yeah, no, I feel like she's the, like, coming to the bank whether she needs something or not. It's part of her, like, monthly Just routine. to get some quarters. And they all hide. And so the one she knows is the one that they just make talk to her every time. They push. They push the new trainee out. Yeah, I'd marry that. Um, let's see if Toph is still here, because he said yes. Uh, that was the director and writer of Slag Wars and a theater major, a fan of your work. I see crossover here. Oh, I but love it. it. I love about our community, right? Because like a theater major, fan of your work, off writing and directing on a fun uh, sex positive show. And I think they shot it all in like four or five days. So like this house in the English countryside as the backdrop to find the next cock destroyer. I... Well, it just delights me to know it. And there's multiple episodes, and the first one was released on the 27th, so it's available at slagwars.com. Y'all check it out. It makes me wish I were British. It just makes me want to be there, being involved. I would do props, Topher. I would do props. I'm very you, good with props. Yeah, I'm very yes. thorough with props. Oh, oh, I yes. drive props people crazy. So I sometimes, last, my last play, I said, I'll just do the props. Yes. Right? Yes. It is a gift and a talent that you have. Attention to it's detail. It's a curse, Emerson. It's a curse. Let's be honest. Oh, it is a curse. It's a cross to bury. Poor Sadie Pandy. Are you Sadie? Sadie Pandy is what I just said, meaning to say Sandy Patty. Karen, that girl like is Angela La Rosa. I like Sadie. Sadie Pandy is going to be my drag name. That's the drag version. She does only gospel brunches. Sadie Patty. <laughs> Um, all right, y'all, you know, if there hadn't been much because they can't play it, uh, but we have a little sports ball news and story that I want uh, to share with you all that happened uh, this week. There, uh, in a professional soccer game, a player could be looking at discipline after he blatantly grabbed his opponent's crotch twice in the middle of a game. In a game in England, player Darnell Fisher was attempting to block Callum Peterson from a corner kick. I have no idea what that means. Fisher employed some less than legal tactics <laughs> grabbing Peterson's crotch. That part I understand. Patterson was visibly shaken by the first grab, immediately checking to see if the ref was aware of what had just happened. Then he grabbed it again. So apparently the FA will now investigate whether to punish uh, Fisher. Now I want, can you see it? Is it on the screen? Yes. Okay, they all watch. Okay. Little, little ways, little ways uh, is pushing him away. And oh. there's a second. Like, what? What? Wonder what like, he was thinking. I mean, honestly, there's... what's what's so bonkers? Like, okay, first of all, let's be clear, y'all. That's assault. Don't touch somebody's junk without their permission. Right. But also, I'm just fascinated by the like the gentleness. I guess you know that it was yeah. like a a light lift. Like, it was almost like I heard it was big. Let me just, I just have to know. Right, like I just needed to I just to have check. to know. I heard. I think, I think that that soccer player, the one who did the touching, should be on Slag Wars season two. I'm just yeah. pitching him. 
Be like, and he could be on that episode where they talk about consent is sexy because you know it's all fun and games until your partner's not interested in that bad touch. Uh, and Jared made a good point. Everyone knows you can't touch the ball with your hands in soccer. Come on now. Oh, okay. I did not know that. In I'm, soccer? Know. You didn't know that? I don't know much, Emerson, about- In soccer, I, only, feet only, only the goalie. I know this. How do I know this? I know what a, a first and 10 is. Don't give me shit. Oh, I'm not. I'm just surprised. I, I know a, a little bit about American football. I know there's a, what a touchdown is and a, yes. a touchback and- and a uh, field goal. I know what a field goal is. A touchback. Isn't that a touchback? When, when somebody touches you and you go, stop it. That's a touchback. Stop it. <laughs> okay. That's all I can. Uh, somebody, do they all wear cups in game? I'm not in soccer. I don't know you that know, answer. Not either, as common. Rob. I'd like to be I'm an expertise on the jock strap industry. Um, he went, oh my God, John said he was yanking to show the dude his dick was slightly erect on the field. I mean, I understand getting a little excited if you're doing well, the game's going your way. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Before we wrap know. up, I do have one, uh, exciting thing to finally share. I've talked about it. Um, Blake and I have officially announced our have yourself a merry little lockdown Christmas and holiday concert that we will be doing on my birthday. December the 20th. It's the last Sunday before Christmas. Uh, we will be doing 90 minutes of your favorites of entirely too many Christmas songs, some duets, some medleys, some parodies, uh, some nonsense solos. There's little something for everybody. And this will be family friendly. You're welcome. Number 14 of why Blake MacGyver cannot be president. That picture. That picture yeah, is that. Honestly, Blake can't be president because of my Instagram, far more than his. Um, Rob, yes, tickets are on sale. I put the easy link. It's on my website. If you just go to emersoncollins.com, it's the top link. Um, and we are having a lot of fun. Our neighbors, by the way, our upstairs neighbors said, you're going to have to invite us all to the concert. He was kidding. And I was like, no, 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 we really are doing one. And our neighbors, our new neighbors on this side that we adore, um, she always sends us like responses when we're rehearsing. So... We've made it festive for the entire neighborhood. Well, I will um, be there. I will be having myself a, a gay old time. Deck the um, halls, y'all. Um, that is exciting. Um, let me get rid of that. Well, are we as we come to the end of the show, uh, one more time, y'all, if you want to, you can send us a tip on Venmo at Emerson Collins or PayPal to beardcollinshoresproductions at gmail.com. But, y'all... On Thursday, it's Delford's birthday. It is. Have six... you thought about what, how we're going to spend the day stuck at home? You know what? I'm doing an interview. Um, I, someone asked me to do a, an interview for a blog, and I said, why not? So I'm doing that at, at uh, noon. And then uh, I think Rebecca's coming over and having a little chin chin, maybe Matt's gonna come, and the girls, the girls, they've got something planned. Sissy says she's got something planned, but she does. Oh, she's talking. Uh, she's, hey, look at her new, um, her new uh, holiday. Oh, she is dressed for the holidays. Yes, yes, Sissy. Yes, they all have them. So yes, it, I, it is my birthday. I usually have such a, and I, on Friday I'll share with you my, my fried chicken cake, a picture of that. Uh, from last year, 
And so I, I, I don't know if that's been why I've been a little bit down. And it's not because I'm getting old. I want y'all to know that is absolutely not the reason. It's just I always love my birthday parties here. They're good, right, Emerson? Yeah. They're like, and it's just packed full of no social distancing and no mask and lots of booze and lots of Southern, a uh, little bit white trash sometimes, food. And uh, we decorate my well, tree. We celebrate here on Friday as well. 